service. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hey, good morning and happy Monday, Discos. Welcome to our weekly advanced mini episode, the first communique of the week between you and yours truly, the place for us to set the table for everything we're going to be discussing and listening to this week, specifically this week's full Disgraceland episodes, new episodes on Method Man and Ghostface Killer coming tomorrow and Thursday, respectfully, as well as any and all music news relevant to Disgraceland and its many subjects. And of course, this is where we start the conversation that we continue over voicemail, text and social media. All right. The Wu-Tang Clan saga continues. That's right. We have not one, but two brand new episodes for you this week. Number one, Met the Man. Number two, Ghostface Killer. Dice games, drug squads, dodging bullets, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, digging deep into the group's past in order to prop up this ridiculous narrative that Wu-Tang's music was a front for organized crime. So much happening in these two episodes. Make sure you check them out and let me know what you thought about last week's episodes on the RZA, on Raekwon. Uh, what do you think about this serialized? season in general. Are you digging it? Who's your favorite member of Wu-Tang? Is it one of the guys we've covered so far? Is it someone else? Hit me up and let me know. All right. Moving on, getting into it. The number one song in America right now, as of the writing of this episode, is Zach Bryan and Casey Musgraves. I remember everything. The first number one for both singer-songwriters and a continued moment for country music at the top of the charts in 2023. Country music is killing it. All right, we want to get right into the engagement here uh, as quickly as possible in these little mini episodes. I got to keep it short. I got to try to keep these things mini. I always go on and on and on. I babble. Um, but a quick note here, okay? So with the Wu-Tang episodes being dropped two times per week now okay because we get again we get the serialized group of episodes this new season on one artist that stretches out over 10 episodes okay we're doing this 
in a different way. We're still releasing a full episode on Tuesday, but now we're also releasing a full episode on Thursday, two episodes per week in the Disgrace Land feed. This means that we are not going to have after-party episodes for about a month, a month and a half or so. Uh, but I want to continue the conversation we're having an after-party, and that means I'm going to be answering not only your emails here in the pre-party mini-episodes that we do every week, but I'm also going to be hitting some of your voicemails and text 617-906-6638. This conversation we are having is very important to me, okay? I want you to know that I mean that sincerely. I know I goof off a lot. I'm a smart ass. Uh, you know, we have a lot of fun here, but I want to let you guys know that the conversation we're having matters to me. The connection that I have with you guys as listeners matters to me as well. Um, here at Double Elvis, we have about nine full-time employees now. Um, we've got writers, we've got producers and engineers and composers, people that wear many different hats, mixers that help on these episodes. But at the end of the day, I'm just a guy alone in a room writing about fucking crazy rock stars and screaming into the void about it. <laughs> and uh, I like to think that there is somebody on the other end of this microphone. And I know there is, and I know it's you guys, but oftentimes in the moment, it does not feel like that. It's a very kind of lonely gig in a lot of ways. Not that I'm complaining. In a lot of ways, I like that. I grew up as the oldest son. Uh, there's a lot of distance between me and my younger siblings. I'm used to operating on my own and being a bit of a lone wolf. And I like the way that my work life is structured. Um, and I dig the support I get from everybody at Double Elvis. But at the end of the day, it's not like I'm sitting on stage with tens of thousands of people screaming back at me. Um, you guys are the reason that I do this. You are providing me with the purpose to do this writing and creating. Um, I don't want to say on my own because there's other people that are involved, clearly, but I am on my own physically when I'm doing this. And you guys give me this sort of reason d'etre, reason to be. Did I say that right? I know I didn't say that right, but you know what I'm saying, okay? This engagement we have in this conversation is important. So keep hitting me up, 617-906-6638. Let me know what you think of these episodes. Uh, you, you know what we talk about, episodes you want to hear me cover, uh, anything that's going on in the news, etc. All right? Um, just wanted to chime in there, let you know I appreciate it. Let you know that in the absence of after party for the next few weeks, we're going to be talking in here in the pre-party. First things first, though, stupid question of the week, okay? With us all now being knee-deep in the Wu-Tang Clan, simple question. Who's your favorite member of the Wu-Tang Clan and why? RZA, ODB, Jizza, Method Man, hit me up, let me know. Uh, not only your favorite Wu member, but why? Why they are your favorite Wu-Tang member. 617-906-6638 on the voicemail and text DisgracelandPod at Gmail on email and, of course, at DisgracelandPod on the socials. Let's do a couple voicemails here. Let's check in with Brad from the 765. Hey, Jake. You got Brad here from the 765. Yeah, I just got a uh, quick recommendation. Um, I was wondering why you haven't done an episode on DMX yet. Um, that would be really great. Um, anyways, we love listening to the show. We listen to it every morning. All of them, the Straight Land, Bad Land, 27 Club. I don't know how many times I've listened to the one on Jim Morrison. The Doors is one of my probably all-time favorites, but I've listened to all the episodes quite a few times, actually. So, anyways, uh, yeah, I was just wondering why you hadn't done the DMX episode, and there was somebody else 
that I can't remember who was it that I was just thinking about. Maybe who I was going to have written. I can't think who it was, but I'll call you back with the other one. Anyways, love the show. Doing a great job. Keep it up, brother. All right, Brad, thanks for the call, my man, and thank you for re-listening to those episodes. I have not done one on DMX for no particular reason, uh, but I suspect we will at some point. Wondering, Brad, if you saw the HBO doc on DMX from a little bit ago, it's like a year or so old now, uh, probably two years old. I thought it was done really, really well, uh, so check that out if you have not seen it. And if you have, write back in or call back in, Brad, let me know, all right? Rock a roll indeed. All right, got a message here from Lee, who called in before, but that's cool, man. We take non-first-time callers. Just got to gotta come correct with the compelling message here, like Lee from the 412. Hey, Jake. This is Lee from the 412. I know you've heard from me a few times, so if you don't want to play this one, that's totally cool. But you've uh, asked about, you know, what we do, and I figured I'd give a call and let you know I am an IT guy with the Pittsburgh Water Authority, um, which is super exciting. Not really um, I also have a band called Silence Follows, uh, but not the Buzz Market. Um, also, you asked about shitty tattoos. And when I was about 18 years old, I got um, a tattoo on my left pec, and it is, is the cover of Danzig's foray into electronic orchestral symphony shit, um, which at the time I absolutely loved and thought it was the darkest shit I've ever heard a black aria and i got the cover of that album on my left peck and as i've gotten older and put on a few pounds it has done nothing but got distorted and disgusting and uh people look at it and say so what is what 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 is that uh so yeah um i'm stuck with that but i also don't really regret it thanks brother and rock and roll good night Great to meet you, Lee. And when I, if we ever meet in person, I, I definitely am compelled to see this ridiculous tattoo you have on your chest. Um, I thought I had some bad tattoos, but holy shit, man. A niche Danzig record tattooed on your chest. I love the other balls to call in and let me know. Let everyone know. Let all the Disgraceland listeners know. You have no shame. And I hope to God you have met Danzig in the past and have been able to show him this. Uh, or you should, at least, someday. I think he's on tour now. I think there's some Danzig shows that are happening. And uh, you should have a perpetual backstage pass to any Danzig show because of this tattoo. And if I ever meet him, uh, I'll let him know about it. All right. All right. So, uh, let's see here. Let's do another one here. Let's check in with Sabrina in the 817. Hey, Jake, it's Sabrina. You were asking for music recommendations, and I just wanted to tell you about a badass metal band out of Texas called Cutter Conspiracy. If you listen to it, let me know. If not, um, I hope you don't hate it. Okay, bye. Thanks for the recommendation, Sabrina. Cutthroat Conspiracy sounds heavy. Sounds like something I need in my life right now. I'm going to check that out. I appreciate it. Let's do this one more here. One more voicemail from Ian in Ontario. Hey, Jake. This is uh, Ian, maybe. Uh, uh, yes, that's my real name. Uh, uh, from uh, Barrie, Ontario. It's about an uh, hour north of Toronto. Uh, uh, you were asking about uh, uh, bands that uh, sing about celebrities. And uh, I don't know if you know of the band Clutch, uh, but uh, they have a fantastic song called Willie Nelson. Uh, and if you don't know the, uh, the band, that's a great place to start. You will love them. Rock and roll them. 
Thanks, Ian. I know Clutch pretty well, the band. Don't know the guys, but I've seen them numerous times, never really on purpose. I might have even have played with them back in the day when I was in Cast Iron Hike. Um, but I remember the first time I saw them was in a tiny, tiny, tiny club, like like less than 100-person capacity in uh, the north end of Boston. Um, it was above Chet's. It's called the Causeway, I believe is what they called that club. Second floor. Um, always liked the band when I saw them, but I, I never really listened to them or bought any of their records on purpose. But now I'm going to go check out Willie Nelson and listen to Clutch with fresh ears. So thank you for that. All right, guys, you want to hit us up on any of these subjects, you can. 617-906-6638 on the voicemail or text. Uh, let's do a couple texts here um, before we go to the break. Okay, we got this text from the 208, kind of off topic from what we've been discussing here, but um, I did want to hit on it and just uh, let this dude know. Chris from the 208 writes in, uh, my dad was a childhood friend and bandmate of the late tragic drummer Jim Gordon. When Gordon died recently, I sent you some stories about this through your Disgraceland website's contact form. Don't know if that's broken or you just didn't dig the stories. If you're interested, I can write them to you again in a text. Uh, Chris, I have not received them. Um, that does not mean I did not get them. I just haven't seen your email for some reason. Uh, I'm not the best at being organized in the inbox, but I appreciate, uh, you, you reaching out and I'm definitely down to hear this. For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about here or don't know what Chris is talking about, he's talking about Jim Gordon, the drummer of Derek and the Dominoes, uh, the drummer on so many great classic rock tracks and even hip hop tracks. And if you're looking for more of what I'm talking about here, just check out the uh, Eric Clapton, Derek and the Dominoes episode of Disgraceland. But Chris, I appreciate the message. I will check for your email and, uh, you know, I'll keep this line open. Hit me up and I'll hit you back uh, when I when I see what you wrote. Thanks. Appreciate it. All right. So we're on the subject here of uh, Jim Gordon, Derek and the Dominoes. Received this voicemail from a new listener in the 336. And this is this is relative to, uh, again, that Derek and the Dominoes episode where it's on Jim Gordon, but it was a Christmas episode. So I weaved Jim Gordon's modern story from the 1970s in with a Chris, the true story, true crime story of a Christmas Day murder uh, that happened in uh, North Carolina um, back at the beginning of the 20th century. It's called the Lawson Family Murders. It's a gruesome story. And I don't know why, but I just found some correlation between that story and Jim Gordon's story. And it became this Christmas time episode. We re-release it into the feed every December now, uh, for the last two Decembers anyways. So we received on that subject, uh, this recent text from Tracy in the 336. And Tracy says, uh, this is Tracy from the 336 in North Carolina. I found Disgraceland. I'm a professional freelance artist and a rock and roll and a rock and roller all my life. When I work on my craft, especially late nights, binge listening past episodes is required. I was already hooked, and then I found the Derek and the Dominoes episode. I was busy on paper, and when I heard Stokes County and Germantown, I stopped thinking I had missed something or played a different episode. I live in Stoneville, North Carolina, 20 minutes from Stokes County, still having friends new and old in Rockingham and Stokes County. Everyone around here, old or young, knows the Lawson murder. But that episode, she's uh, referring to the episode, or he, I'm not sure if Tracy's a guy or a gal. My grandfather's name is Tracy, by the way. Uh, she's referring to, again, the Jim Gordon episode here in the Lawson Family Murders. Uh, but that episode and how it not only was retold, but how it was interwoven with a modern individual who was famous and also suffering from mental illness blew me away. I put my lens 
and brushes down, which is rare for me. I personally live 10 miles from the now restored Madison Dry Goods Mercantile, never understanding why. 20 years after the only time going to it, I refuse to enter it since I will cross the street to avoid walking by it. It was that episode that cemented my ears as a fan. It also reignited the local history. Charlie, that's Charlie Lawson she's referring to. Charlie Lawson was suffering a mental illness, but not unlike Derek and the Domino's drummer, he had something much deeper and darker in tandem. I passed your podcast on to quite a few locals, and we're all fans. Thank you for your fresh interpretation of old stories and new untold stories masterfully told. I do not miss an episode of It or Badlands, unlike Madison Dry Goods, and I would rather play Frogger with local traffic. Rockarola, love this show. Thank you, Tracy. Very cool to hear. Appreciate that. Um, and tell all your friends down there in North Carolina that uh, I appreciate the listening. All right. All right. What else we got here? Hey, Jake, I'm Jason from the 316. Check out the band Upon a Burden Body. Their music helped me let off the anger and rage when I drove to and from work when I found out my wife of 15 years was having an affair with another woman. Yeesh. Damn, Jason. I'm sorry to hear that. I got to see the band in concert and got to hang out with the guitarist and have a few drinks. And we all bullshit. And I told him how they helped me. And he told me about some heartbreak in his life. Fucking great guy. And the band is cool. All right. Upon a burning body. I will check that out. Thank you, Jason. I hope you're doing well, my man. All right, guys. 617-906-6638. Voicemail and text on any of your thoughts on Disgraceland. I'm going to take a quick break. I'll be back in just a second. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild.
All right, welcome back. Time to get into some Disgraceland subject history, okay? On September 11th, 1970, Jimi Hendrix gave what would turn out to be his final interview with uh, NME, New Musical Express. Uh, this was in England, of course. And exactly one week later, he would be dead at the age of 27. Uh, and the interview features this incredible quote. Jimi Hendrix says, There are too many heavy songs out there these days. The music is getting too heavy almost to the state of unbearable. I have this one little saying, if things get too heavy, just call me helium, the lightest gas known to man. <laughs> I love Hendrix. Uh, I love that quote. We recently released a Disgraceland episode on Jimi Hendrix, specifically about the time he was kidnapped and held for ransom. And of course, if you're looking for a larger narrative on Jimi, check out our season of the 27 Club, our premiere season, season one. I think we did 12 episodes on Jimi Hendrix, maybe 10 uh, at least 10, but perhaps 12. Uh, okay, so also this week on September 14th, way back in 1955, uh, the originator, the architect, Little Richard, recorded Tutti Frutti at Cosimo Matassa's J&M studio in New Orleans. Less a studio, really, and more just a cramped room in the back of a furniture store where Richard and his band stuffed themselves into and, well, probably invented rock and roll in that little room. Uh, big bang in a small room, all right? There you go. Uh, also this week is the anniversary of the death of the great Johnny Cash, who passed away on September 12th in 2003 at the age of 71. This coming after a late career revival, string of great records made with Rick Rubin and even one with Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers as his backing band. Johnny Cash, a true original, rebellious to his core, fought relentlessly, fought authority, fought cops, fought judges, fought prison wardens, fought for the underdog. Great, great, great all-around guy with some incredible stories from his past. Not a perfect person by any means, but who among us are? We did an episode on Johnny Cash back in season three of Disgraceland. Check that out to hear what I'm talking about. Uh, we're going to play a clip from it right here. With a clear head, his next move was to take his career to the next level. He needed a hit. Popular music was evolving at a fevered pitch. Dylan had gone electric. The Beatles were going psychedelic. And if Johnny Cash didn't make some sort of new musical statement, he was going nowhere. He had an idea, a collaboration of sorts, with murderers, rapists, bank robbers, and an assortment of men just like himself, bad, bad men, who used to move fast, but weren't going nowhere. A captive audience of bag men, second story men, wheel men, confidence men, men out on the margins, men with no direction home, men who played with fire, Folsom Prison Men. Johnny's record label, Columbia Records, wasn't having any of it. But Johnny went through with the plan to record a live show for an album release the storied prison he'd written about in his 1955 Sun Records release, Folsom Prison Blues. Since then, Johnny had been written to from countless prisoners who identified with not only his music, but with his fast living, sometimes criminal behavior. Just like them, Johnny Cash had stripes. Johnny also had empathy. He felt for the prisoners. He knew what they were up against, and he knew the energy he'd bring to a live show for them would be transformative, and thus, worthy of getting down on tape. Against Columbia's wishes, Johnny went ahead with the project. All right, to hear more about the making of At Folsom Prison, as well as Johnny Cash's many other acts of defiance and transgression, again, check out that episode from Season 3 of Disgraceland. Gonna take a quick break. Be back in a flash.
All right, so this is where we dive into the current news here. Okay, so 50 Cent. Uh, well, this year we released two episodes on 50 Cent. Uh, 50 Cent was recently named as a suspect in a criminal felony battery report filed by uh, Brianna Monaghan if I'm saying that correctly. Uh, she's a host for a radio station, Power 106, who is claiming that during a recent performance at the Crypto.com Arena in Los Angeles, uh, is that in LA or is that in Miami? It says LA, but I think Crypto.com is in Miami. I don't know. Anyways, the allegations says that 50 Cent threw a microphone from the stage, hit her in the head, and sent her to the hospital. Uh, she's suggesting that 50 knew she was standing there and he deliberately threw it at her. It's saying a lot. Uh, 50's camp, of course, is saying that he was frustrated because he kept on getting handed microphones that weren't working and he tossed one away in frustration, but did not intend to throw it at someone. This all sounds like a bunch of bullshit. I'm not saying that the woman's full of shit who's claiming this, and I'm not saying that uh, 50 Cent is innocent. I'm just saying this is fucking stupid. You guys should work all this out. All right, rest in peace to Jimmy Buffett, who passed away last week. Now, Jimmy Buffett. I have spent a lot of time mocking Jimmy Buffett, the parrot heads and that whole thing in my life, uh, my lifetime. Uh, about five years ago, it was pointed out to me that Jimmy Buffett had this whole career prior to the whole parrot head thing. Uh, was a serious, serious singer songwriter. And I had always pledged that I would check that out. You know me. I am very happy to go back and re-examine artists uh, that I have passed judgment on and to go in with open ears. Um, I never did that with Jimmy Buffett. And uh, now, of course, upon his death, I am prompted to. Um, I read, of course, the obituary, sad story. Um, he, he died, it sounds like he died quickly, um, it, it, but, but peacefully, which is good. And Jimmy Buffett, of course, I try, to, I try to say this all the time when this news breaks. He lived a full life, a very full life, and what seems to be a very happy life. Um, but there's a great, if you want to read a great obituary and a great tribute to the man, uh, go to Paul McCartney's Instagram and read what Paul McCartney wrote about Jimmy Buffett. It's phenomenal. Also, rest in peace to Steve Harwell, lead singer of the 90s band Smash Mouth, known for their hits Walking on the Sun, of course, and All-Star. Hey, now you're an All-Star. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, they covered I'm a Believer by the Monkees, had a little hit with that as well. Uh, as of the recording of this episode, we're just hearing that Steve died at home in his home in Boise, Idaho, surrounded by his friends and family. Uh, he had liver disease. Uh, apparently, he was a big drinker. And uh, God, man, this guy died young at 56. I read a quote from his manager this morning, said something like, uh, Steve lived life full throttle, which there's something to be said for that, okay? Um, I want to live full throttle too, but I'm hoping that I live a long, long, long time. And full throttle for me means something very different than I'm sure that it means for some of these rock stars. 617-906-6638 or at Pod on the socials. Hey, I haven't answered any emails. I'm going to do that real quick. Hold on. Do a quick one here from Adam Christensen writes in, Hey, Jake, this is Adam from Chicago. On a recent episode of Disgraceland, you mentioned that you were getting into hardcore heavy music. I'm not getting into it. I've been into it my whole life. I'm just, I'm just having another moment with it, uh, Adam. <laughs> Adam, I appreciate I'm sorry for the snark. I'm just, I'm in a mood, I guess. But Adam goes on to say, my guess is that you are not really into very heavy metal. Well, come on, man. Fucking check out my, my band, Cast Iron Hike heavy shit. Adam's going on to recommend The Black Dahlia Murder. 
Um, I know the Black Dahlia murder. I can't say I can recall anything off the top of my head, but I'll, I will check this out. Uh, Adam goes on to say they're an Amer- American melodic death metal band. The lead singer and songwriter is known for being among the best lyricists ever when it comes to horror themes that give you chills. Beloved by fans and has quite a cult following. I met him several times after shows, and he was such a nice, cool guy. and love the fans. I love hearing that, Adam. Thank you so much, man. Appreciate it. Adam sent some links as well. I'll do a couple more here. Hold on one sec. This one from Daniel Fitzgerald, who writes in, Top 5 Music Movies. Danny from the 818 writing in here, originally from the 301. I work in the IT department of a local community college. I started listening to Disgraceland after Jason Mantzoukas recommended Disgraceland on the How Did This Get Made podcast. Well, fuck yeah. I love hearing that because I love Jason Mantzoukas. That's that's awesome to hear. Uh, Jason Mantzoukas is a comedian. You know him from many, 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 many things. Uh, he's in the league. He's in a bunch of shit. And his podcast that I just mentioned is very funny. Uh, but uh, let's see here. Danny goes on to write, uh, my top five music movies that are not music docs, musicals, or music biopics. Number one, The Commitments. Number two, This is Spinal Tap. Number three, Inside Llewellyn Davis. Number four, The Legend of the Stardust Brothers. Number five, Moon Age Daydream. That's a good list, Daniel. That is a good, good list. He goes on to say, if you haven't seen it yet, you need to see Annette, Adam Driver, Marion Cotler. I'm not even going to pretend to know how to pronounce that, and Music by Sparks. My girlfriend hated it, but I thought it was great. Also, as a Boston guy, you should listen to Morphine. I know Morphine, man. Thanks. Love Morphine. Love that I get to mention Morphine. I did a big thing on Morphine a couple episodes ago. Uh, One of my favorite bands of all time, Adam goes on to say. Mine as well, Adam. Saw them many times back in the day. Um, Great, great, great band. And thanks for the list, dude. I dig this. And I know nothing about this movie, Annette, but I'm excited to get into it with Adam Driver. All right. You want to send me an email? Go for it. Disgracelandpod at gmail.com. Going to take a quick... No, we're not. We're not going to break it all. We're going to keep rocking here. All right? We're going to wrap. We're rapping already. This is a mini episode. I did it. All right. Number one, get ready for the two brand new episodes hitting your feeds this week in Disgraceland. Method Man tomorrow, Ghostface Killer on Thursday. Number two, I got questions and I'm looking for answers. 617-906-6638. I want to know what's on your mind. All right. Hit me with your answers. Let me know what you think about the show. Let me know what you think about the artists we've covered. Let me know what you think about artists we should cover. Hit me discos. All right. Listen, Method Man on Tuesday, like I said, Ghostface Killer on Thursday, like I said, we'll be back on Monday as always like I said with another one of these mini episodes to kick off your week to land this plane though I'm going to read to you the billboard charts from the week of September 12th 1970 the last week Jimi Hendrix spent among us mortals number one war Edwin Starr last week one peak position one weeks on chart ten number two ain't no mountain high enough Diana Ross. Last week, two. Peak position, two. Weeks on chart, six. Number three, in the summertime, Mungo Jerry. Last week, four. Peak position, three. Weeks on chart, ten. Number four, 25 or 624, Chicago. Last week, six. Peak position, four. Weeks on chart, Number three, number five, looking out my back door, slash as loud as I can see the light. Peak position, clear water, revive. Weeks of my last week, ten. Peak position, four, five, six, two, six. Number six, eight, patches, nine, clear, it's covered. Last week, seven. Peak position, 
everything and start mixing. <laughs>